Hello and welcome to another episode of Broke Bitch Anonymous. I am supposed to be bowling tonight. Drunk bowling, which is I guess what normal people do for fun. But I'm not going because one, I was invited very last minute, which makes me feel like I was a placeholder invite or, you know, one of those invites that you send to somebody when you're like, fuck, we have too many extra spaces. We got to fill it up. We got to fill it up. And then you invite someone like me um, an hour before the actual event or whatever it's called starts. So I'm not going because someone like me, not only do I need a lot of time to get ready, I need a good like six to eight hours notice before we actually have plans to meet up and before I actually need to start getting ready. Like I need to restructure my day potentially depending on if I'm going to be going out later, if I'm going to be drinking later, if I'm going to be sitting at home. Today I thought I was going to be sitting at home and like having one of those days where you just sort of refill the tank. You know, sometimes you have a day where you refill the tank and you go work out and you go for a sauna and you go to Shake Shack. I'm just listening to all the things that I did today. And you order some stuff on Amazon and you just are kind of a piece of shit, lifeless consumer soccer mom person, or at least someone that's living that lifestyle. I'm just kidding, but I'm also not, you know, those days where you're not necessarily adding a lot to society, but you also kind of need to not add a lot to society sometimes to continue living and existing. And that's okay. Like you can't always keep borrowing from some future version of you by always going out and always just having another coffee and always just pushing yourself to, you know, not really some extreme. I mean, let's not pretend that we're athletes here by drinking Casamigos shots at the bar and waking up early to get on a Zoom call. We're not fucking Olympic athletes. But I do feel like when you get into that lifestyle, you are borrowing from some future version of yourself. And as I'm coming up to my 30th birthday this year, which I don't really want to think about, but it's inevitable to think about. And it really feels, it feels significant. I feel like I'm staring into the eyes of that future version of myself more and more the closer I get to 30. And I just don't want to walk around looking haggard and just tired and wrinkly and just exhausted by life. And so as I get older, it becomes more and more important to have those days where you just sort of recharge. And I'm fortunate that I'm in a place now where I can afford to have those days, I guess, largely from my own kind of hustle. But also, I'm going to be honest with you. Because I've been seeing someone that really just pays for many things in my life and I don't really have to worry about it. And it's it's nice. It's weird because it's not like a sugar daddy relationship at all. We're not that far apart in age and it feels a little bit more equal than that. Um, and it's not that. But it's still like I guess it's just a guy who's a provider which is slightly foreign to me, even though I have dated men who have money before. And I also have dated men hoping that they would give me money before. I've never really been in a real, you know, relationship or dating situation with someone that just 
hands over their credit card anytime that you want or need something. So not saying that that's completely necessary, but it does make life a little bit easier. And on the days lately where I felt like, okay, I don't want to go bust my ass at the club and I don't really want to find another way to try and make X amount of dollars today. I kind of just want to chill. It's been nice because I don't have to worry too much about just affording myself because someone else gets to worry about it now for now. I mean, we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, with this whole refueling, refilling the tank thing, I guess it started from, well, it's Tuesday today. And I got back from Los Angeles, that trip that I was supposed to go on and that I wasn't supposed to go on and that I went on anyways. I got back a couple days ago and it was really a terrible trip. It was really bad. And I'm happy that a couple of my friends were in town. They also don't live in LA, but they were visiting from like New York and Miami. And it was cool to hang out with them. It was nice to reconnect. It was actually very it felt good to actually see friends that you've known for a long time and just sort of sit well with your spirit you know sometimes you need to just see your real friends and even if you don't do anything crazy even if you don't have some wild night or do some extravagant vacation shit it's just nice to be around people that truly love you and that you truly care for and so in that way that was a silver lining of the trip but the rest of it the rest of it was not good first of all I didn't even get to do no jumper which was disappointing to be honest because I thought that that was going to happen. I thought that was a sure thing. That was my misunderstanding, I guess. I don't know. That week, instead of me, they had the girl who sells her farts in a jar. That girl who went viral on TikTok for selling her farts in a jar. The fartrepreneur. And I mean, I can't knock the hustle. But like, it's funny that this is the hell that we live in now. Not that my shit is much better or much more exciting. I'm sure she's a very lovely person. I haven't listened to the interview. Honestly, I probably won't. But it did feel, I mean, it has to feel like a little bit of a slap in the face and a little bit like the reality that we currently live in is maybe the greatest joke of all time when you get replaced by a girl who sells her farts in a jar and makes a shit ton of money doing it. When that is the thing to beat, you have to look at the world that we live in and think, something's a little bit off. It's a little bit off. It's fine that it's off, but let's admit that this is, is this, I don't think this is normal. Anyway, so I didn't do No Jumper. It's cool. I mean, I have faith that the next time I go back, hopefully they'll have me back on. Honestly, I was actually really looking forward to going on and talking about Some of the stuff that I've kind of been through in the last month, especially because the last time that I was on, I was bragging about, quote unquote, my man and this and that. And ladies, let me tell you, as soon as you brag on a man, he will disappoint you. Do not open your mouth about no man. He will disappoint you shortly after, most likely, 99% of the time. And maybe that means I should retract everything I just said about the current guy that I'm seeing. I don't know. We'll see. And then the other thing was 
I ended up paying for my own flight to go out there because the person who said would fly me out or whatever, as I said in the last podcast, started to be kind of flaky, started to be kind of just, I wasn't really sure what the vibes were. I just knew the vibes were not what he initially had said, that he was just going to fly me out and everything was going to be great. And so I paid for my own flight and we still linked up and it wasn't obviously like a fly out ting because I paid for my own flight, but it did make me wonder in a situation where you're going, you know that you're like kind of going to go meet up with a guy or alternatively, and I will get there, a situation where you're literally going somewhere to stay with a guy, to be with some guy, to basically get flewed out. Is it ever okay to buy your own flight? Is it ever okay to open your wallet to go see a man that lives in a different state or a different city or a different country or should he always be the one that pays for you to come see him because I have had multiple situations in my life that I'm not proud of that I have actually been the one who paid to fly myself out I've also had situations where people have flown me out like I'm not the worst person in the world or the worst looking person in the world, any girl can get flown out if they want to by someone. But I have also had situations where I've paid to fly myself out. And what I've realized is regardless of what the dynamic is before you get there or or whatever your dynamic is with the dude before you get there, whether it's that you're going to be staying with him, whether it's that you guys have plans to meet, whether it's something that, you know, you've known each other for a long time and you're reconnecting, regardless of what it is, I've realized that when you fly yourself out, you tamper with the natural female-male dynamic. And without sounding too fresh and fit, red pill, male, whatever about it, I do feel like when you're the one who pays for your own flight to go see a guy, when you get there, it inevitably changes, it tampers with the dynamic that you're going to have with that dude. And it makes him almost take your presence for granted a little bit more, I think. Like, not only are you as a woman stepping into your masculine energy by taking charge and paying for the flight and taking the ultimate action to actually go see this guy that should be trying to get you to go see him. But you're also letting him know that you will do pretty much whatever it takes to be in his life where the dynamic really in an ideal relationship should probably be the other way around that he should be trying to do whatever to convince you that he's worthy of, you know, being in your life. And obviously the trip to LA wasn't a full-on flyout thing. That was never the vibe. It was really a failed work trip with a side of like a friend reunion and a side of, okay, this person wanted to fly me out and failed at it. But I know that there are girls. I know that there are so many girls who have been in situations where they were kind of flewed out, but not really. 
Or a guy said that they would fly them out and then they flaked on them and the girl ended up flying herself out. And I was reminded of this even more last night when, I don't know, that blogger, that Cardi B sued, I I don't even really know her name, to be honest. Um, She had a girl on that I guess flew out with one of the girls that, a girl that Ak had flown out recently or something like that. And somehow, even though Ak chose to fly out one girl, two of her friends came. So it ended up being three of them. And then they concocted some story of how Ak flew them all out and what a disappointment it was, which I think is really funny because you weren't even really flewed out. You paid for your own flight. And I get the desire to want to flex, the fact that guys want to fly you out. I think a lot of girls, especially younger girls, especially when you're in your earlier mid-20s and you're just trying to be on that type of, I guess hot girl summertime or hot girl time even though because it's not fucking summer but you're trying to be on that type of bad bitch time and you want people to know that you're the type of bitch that gets flued out I get that I really do but I think it's funny when you are not really that girl and you're trying to change the narrative so that you are And trust me, I can relate to this like more than I want to, because I remember two summers ago when I was living in New York City and a guy who I had been talking to on Instagram, which is, by the way, a famous way that all bad relationships start. I'm just kidding. Maybe some good ones have come out of it. I'm sure some great ones have come out of it. But, you know, a guy that you kind of casually talk to on Instagram, you know, those ones you've been followed each other for a couple of years. You know, you don't really know each other like that in real life. He was based in Miami, hit me up after, you know, a couple of years of casual back and forth and just said, what are you up to? If you're in New York, why don't you come down to Miami for 4th of July if you're not busy? Or was it Memorial Day, actually? It doesn't matter. It was for some holiday weekend in the summer. He was like, if you're not busy, let me fly you out. We'll have a great time. You can stay with me. I'll show you a good time in Miami. And so I took him up on the invitation because not only, I don't know, did he seem like he knew a lot of people in Miami. He had, you know, 100,000 followers or whatever. He had his little blue check. He had all of the connections it seemed like that you would want to have in a city like Miami. He seemed lit. And so I thought, okay, let me go down and just see what he's about. Not necessarily feeling like I was definitely going to hook up with him or that I owed anything to him for being there, for letting him fly me out there, but accepting the unwritten conditions of being flewed out, which is like not necessarily in my opinion that you have to fuck them if there's no vibe, But accepting that that ideally is part of the situation, at least in the guy's mind. And if you choose not to hook up with them and choose not to fuck them, if you continue to stay with them, to at least have a basic level of respect of like not talking to other dudes while you're there with him. So to me, those are like the unwritten rules of flying out, in my opinion. And... He seemed cool. Like, he seemed like somebody who could be my type, who we could have a vibe. So I was open to it in whatever direction it might go. 
Um, and maybe that makes me sound weird that I don't think when you fly out, you have to hook up with someone. I think that that's way too much pressure, to be honest, to put on a situation. Unless it's, like, been said explicitly what's going to happen. Even then, I think it's kind of weird. But if you're just casually talking and somebody invites you somewhere, I think it's weirder to assume you have to fuck them, to be honest. So I never think that. But... As the time got closer to the trip and my flight still wasn't booked, he hit me up and he said, yo, why don't you just book your own flight? And I promise when you're down here, I got everything. I'll cover everything like and you can still stay with me. You're good. And at that time, flights to Miami from New York, this was still like middle peak COVID. No one was really flying like that. Flights from Miami to Miami from New York were really cheap. My flight, I think, was like eighty nine dollars or something like that. So I booked it and I was just like, you know what? I probably would have spent this money on a night out regardless. This is really not a big deal. In my mind, I was almost like, why wouldn't he just pay for this? Like, it's just a weird vibe to set. Like, you're not going to even pay for the cheapest flight. Like, that's weird. But anyway, I didn't question it. And I still went down there. And as soon as I got to Miami, I just knew that I had probably made a mistake. Like, first of all, this man said I could stay at his house And instead of taking me to his house, instead of even picking me up at the airport, he sent me this like black, whatever it's called, like those big chauffeured cars that, what are they fucking called? Like a town car, you know, those big black SUVs that celebrities or whatever fancy people sometimes ride around in one of those. He sent me one of those with a driver. And immediately I was like, I knew this guy was lit, but not like this. And I just think it's, am I ungrateful? I still think it's like a weird vibe to send someone a chauffeured car, unless you're like fucking Drake or something. It sets a little bit of a cold tone and a little bit of like a trying too hard tone. Maybe I'm just ungrateful. Y'all can tell me. I'm sure I am just ungrateful. But as soon as I got to the airport or landed at Miami airport, And I saw this guy with a sign that had my name on it and leading me to this fancy car. I was like, this is just weird. I feel like I'm here for work. I don't know. Where is he? Does he not drive? Like, why couldn't he just pick me up or just like call me an Uber? If that like worst case scenario, like this is just like a lot. And the guy, the driver eventually drops me off at the Kimpton Hotel in Brickell. And if you know Miami and you know Brickell, you know that the Kimpton is a place where people go to be seen. It's where a lot of, you know, B-list, C-list celebrities stay there when they're in Miami. A lot of people that just want to turn up, stay there and see famous people. It's a big hotel. It's a, it's a scene. And it's right in the middle of Brickle, right in the middle of the trendiest, most expensive, one of the trendiest, most expensive areas in Miami. And as the driver's dropping me off, I'm like, are you sure this is the place? Because I thought we were going to a house. Like, why would this dude tell me that I can stay with him if I'm staying here? That's weird. So I call the guy. I get out of the car and I call the guy who I'm supposed to be staying with. And I'm just like, hey, where are you at? Like, why is this? Why am I here? I thought I was going to your house. And he's just like, oh, no, I thought it would be nicer for us to stay in a hotel just to get away from everything. I'll be there in five minutes. And I appreciate the effort. I do. But also, I immediately just feel like, 
okay, at least the benefit of staying at a house is that there's space, you know, like there's probably multiple rooms. You're not just in one tiny suite together with somebody that you've never even met before for three, four days. A house, you have more breathing room. And so immediately I'm just like, okay, this is annoying because I don't really want to be like, I don't know this man. I, it's weird. Why are we staying in like a kind of fancy hotel together on our first meeting? Hotels just give me a weird vibe in those types of situations. Like I like to stay at a hotel with people that I know or with my friends or with my boyfriend. Like if I'm meeting someone that I don't even know, suddenly I feel like a fucking escort or something. Like I just, it's just a weird vibe. It's such a cold place to like actually meet someone. And hotel rooms are so small in comparison to anything else that to spend a prolonged period of time and actually stay there with someone you don't know is like an invasion of privacy, I feel. And so the guy gets there eventually. And I'm not going to be a bitch. And I don't want the story to be boring, but long story short, anything I tried to do for the three days that we stayed at the Kimpton, anything I tried to do on my own, still following my flute out rules, even though I flew myself out technically, so he didn't even fly me out. But anything I tried to do on my own, aka go work out, go for a walk, go get a coffee, like go to the Whole Foods down the street just to grab something like green and that wasn't just, you know, takeout or whatever he wanted to eat. Anything I tried to do to just get space, this man would just immediately get upset with me and argue with me and accuse me of using him to get to Miami so that I could go run off and do my own thing and this and that. And because this was about two years ago now, I didn't have a lot of money when I was living in New York City. My rent was $2,000 a month. I could barely fucking afford it. I was hustling, doing A&R work on the side. I had a little OnlyFans account. I was not rolling in money whatsoever. And I would not have gone to Miami on my own, knowing I would have to pay for everything on my own. I would have not made that choice. And in the moment, it felt like the easier option to just stick it out with him and sleep in the same bed, which, by the way, we never hooked up. We never had sex. That None of that ever happened because I was just so, like, turned off by the situation. It still felt easier to just deal with him than to go off on my own and pay for my own room and figure out my own way through Miami. Sorry, this is part two. Someone ended up coming home and being super loud and I just got distracted and I felt like the audio was going to be fucked up. So I went into my car and I started recording, but I didn't like what I had started recording. So I ended up driving to Walmart for the third time this week to buy barbecue chips and turkey cold cuts and pistachios and sparkling water. Did I need any of these things? No. Then I told myself, okay, I'll just record, maybe I'll record the second part in the parking lot of Walmart. Maybe that'll give this podcast the edge it needs. But of course, I didn't end up recording in the parking lot of Walmart because the Walmart that I go to, I guess it's like in the hood. I don't know. There were all these police there and... I just don't really fuck with police like that. And I just felt like it would be weird if I was just sitting in my car yelling into my phone and 
I felt like I couldn't probably say everything I wanted to say with like eight cops just chilling. I mean, maybe they were doing their groceries. I don't fucking know. They seemed like they were shopping. They're having like a group Walmart shopping meeting. I don't know. Anyway, so I drove back and now I have my sparkling water and my pistachios and part two to talk about. But really all I wanted to say in terms of the that Miami situation, well, a couple things. First and foremost, I wish when I was younger that I had the wherewithal to just eat the cost of, you know, $300 or, or however much it would have been to get myself out of those situations where... I literally ended up choosing to sleep in the same bed as a man who made my skin crawl versus paying to get myself out of a situation, partially out of desperation and partially out of, it just seemed like the easier alternative to not cause drama or to not piss someone off. Or I guess it was the slightly easier route. It seemed like, even though it was not great and I didn't want to be there And I know I'm not the only one in those situations that has accepted a fly out invitation. And then even before you get there, it doesn't go to plan. Like you end up even paying for your own fucking flight. Never mind the actual trip, which is not really what was described to you whatsoever. But then you still out of some sense of obligation or maybe it's also desperation like it was in my case you still stay with the guy and you still like when I say sleep with them I don't necessarily mean fuck them but sleep in the same bed because that was the plan that you made and you just don't want or can't go off on your own I know this happened recently to a friend of mine also who wanted to just get out of her city and accepted you know a trip across the country and she got there and it was a guy she hadn't seen in a couple years and you know they went for dinner and they did all the things that you're supposed to do but the vibe just was not there but because he had already brought her out to his city I guess he expected something to happen between them even though the vibe wasn't there and it was almost like he didn't care that they didn't have a connection anymore like they would go out for dinner and he wouldn't even really talk he would just sort of be on his phone and then they would go back to his place and he would expect something to happen and I feel like that's actually more common than not that once a guy has you on their turf or feels like they have brought you to their city or their state they almost take it for granted and assume like they have to put less effort in or something That's definitely what happened with my Miami situation, even though I was the one who flew myself out. Like, I remember when we would go for dinner, the guy would just be so rude to everyone around us, whether it was our servers or the Uber drivers or whatever it was. And to me, that's just like always off-putting, but it's also something you can't predict when you just are DMing or texting somebody. 
it's something that you have to gauge in real life. And once you're face to face with it in real life, it's really hard to navigate it if it's not what you expected. Like if someone just turns out someone who seemed really cool on Instagram turns out to just be kind of rude and shitty in real life, which, by the way, happens all the fucking time. I mean, what do you do? You can leave, I guess, but that's awkward. So I guess most of the time I've stayed. And it just makes me cringe, honestly, when I think about it. But then there's the other side of when you fly out to see somebody, which also happened to me. And I'm going to keep this story short because once again, I flew to Miami to see a guy. I don't know what it is with dudes in Miami. Y'all have like the baddest bitches, the BBLs, the fake teeth, the land. It's Miami is the land of plastic surgery and bad bitches, honestly. And yet I guess guys just like to fly girls out. I don't know. Regardless, this other guy in Miami flew me out a few years ago. This was like the year before this last Miami excursion that I just described. And I got there and he had really planned everything out perfectly. We had met never in real life, but we matched on Raya, which if you're not familiar, is this like pretty much Tinder for creatives and influencers and celebrities, but it's really no celebrities on there anymore. It's just like D-list TikTok stars and like fucking your average banker from Wall Street who got a referral code. It's like a really weird mishmash of people And I guess the hope is that you meet someone that's a little bit more interesting or has a little bit more going on than, you know, the average person that you would find on Tinder. But honestly, I don't even know if Raya can serve that purpose anymore. Either way, that's how we met. But he actually ended up seeming like he was super cool. He was like, I mean, he was kind of overweight, but he was really into food. And I was a food writer at the time. And so we would just talk about all of our favorite restaurants around the world. He was funny. He seemed really down to earth. And he was just like, let me fly you out. I'll take you out to all the best spots. We'll have a good weekend. Like, it's no pressure. You know, just come out here if you feel like it. Which is really the perfect invitation, especially the no pressure part. That's key, I think, to any fly out invitation. And so I went out there. We had an amazing fucking weekend. Like he took me to live. He took me to Joe's Stone Crab. We spent the days at Soho Beach House. We went shopping. Like he didn't take me shopping, like pay for my stuff, but he took me to all the nice places. You know, we had a really good time. He knew what I liked. He like even one night where we stayed in, he ordered me Shake Shack, which was very thoughtful. Like he was dope. However, and this is again, why flying out, even in the best case scenario, is often still like terrible in some ways. This man, even though I'm not really a shallow person, honestly, and he wasn't really the most like physically attractive guy, I was still kind of down to see what would happen only because like, He was a genuinely cool person and I felt like every time that we would go out or even since I first got there, we were having a pretty good time. There was no forced conversation. There was no weird shit. There was no him being weirdly rude to people around us. Like he was just cool. And so I was open potentially to something else happening, but I'm really not the type of person to like initiate anything like that. However, the first night that we got back, we went out to some club, we went out for dinner, we went out for drinks, we've been drinking all day. When we got back to his place, that's when, you know, you assume that something is going to happen. 
And immediately, instead of making a move, this man says, all right, I'll take the couch. You take the bed. And he also had friends who lived in his building, which seems really normal in Miami, especially around Brickell, where people just sort of have their cousins that live in their same building or they know a bunch of people that live in the building or whatever. It's like there's always some party going on or something. And so he knew a bunch of people, a bunch of his bros lived in that building. It was like some weird fancy frat house almost, honestly. And he was just like, oh, well, and if anything, I'll just go sleep at like Josh's or whatever his friend's name was. And I just looked at him and didn't really know what to say. Like, I felt bad, but also, like, I'm not going to force myself on this man. And I wasn't even 100% sure if I was down, but I was, you know, when you're just kind of like, I'm decide that you're going to go with the flow of whatever happens. And you're open to potentially something happening, but you're not going to, like, you're just sort of going with the vibe. I was going with the vibe. And when he said that, I was just like, okay like if that's what you want of course thinking you know why would you bring me out here if you weren't trying to do something like you have enough bros that you could be getting lunch and dinner with it doesn't really make very much sense but I took the bed and he took the couch and in the morning I woke up he wasn't there I mean maybe he ran off to some other bitch's place I don't think so though I'm pretty sure he really did sleep at his friend's place who lived upstairs and for the rest of the weekend he pretty much just left me his entire apartment like he just came there to change and to take me out and I had the whole place to myself like that's where I slept he never slept there he left me like his bathroom everything and to this day I'm so To say I'm confused probably sounds naive because most people listening to this will probably assume that he just had another girl on the side. Maybe he did. I genuinely, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. I really don't think he did because I saw him sleeping at his friend's place. Like one of the mornings I had to go and grab something and like ask him a question. His phone wasn't working. So I went up and like he literally was sleeping on the couch of his friend's place. So I think he really was telling the truth, but I just felt... I felt terrible and I left and to this day that was three years ago we still keep in touch I still think he's dope I think he's like engaged now his fiance looks lovely I've never met her but I'm grateful that we're friends I guess but I just remember leaving Miami on that trip and just feeling so guilty not that I owed him any sexual anything but for the fact that this man like flew me out paid for everything the whole weekend even paid for us to take an uber one night when we went out i forgot my id so we did one of those things where we pretty much had to take four ubers when we would have normally had to take two you know all that extra shit all those extra costs that go into a weekend where you're just going out constantly and in fucking miami that isn't cheap to begin with and i just remember leaving and just feeling gross and sorry and to this day as weird as it might sound, that's still one of my best flyout experiences. But I think the only good flyout situations are when you're going to see someone that you already know and you already have an established dynamic with that person. When you're just flying out to meet someone cold turkey, 
first of all, you're putting so much pressure on that situation. And second, there's almost no way it's not going to go wrong. Not only because you've probably romanticized that person in your head, just like they've romanticized you and like whatever digital version of you that you've portrayed versus the real life version. But also just because there's always so many expectations that come with traveling to go see somebody and add to the fact that you don't know that person. It's just kind of a recipe for... It's really a recipe for disaster and I almost think it's funny that being flewed out is looked at, at as such an achievement now. I mean, to be honest with you, the best and only really good flewed out experiences I've had have been with people that, you know, you have a recurring thing where you just, when you link up, you know what it is and even if you're not in a relationship, you have a level of respect for each other and an understanding and there's love there even if it's not like I love you love there has to be it's you have an established thing already and in defense of flying out there's definitely also something to be said about being in a new city and being in this kind of vacation mindset that I think does make you more open to different situations and different people and just it makes you more open to whatever the fuck is going to happen in life. As soon as you take yourself out of your natural everyday environment, the potential for new relationships or the potential for new hookups or flings or all of that is amplified just because you're taking yourself out of you know, your everyday thing. And with that, I think, especially for women, you're suddenly like you're thinking about your outfits in a different way. You probably already went and got like your nails and your hair and your lashes done for your trip. And you're on your A game versus when you're at home, at least for me, like most days, unless I'm going out or something, even then you're a little bit more casual. I might look super schluppy or vaguely homeless when I'm just walking around Atlanta running errands because I already know what it is and I kind of assume that I'm not going to see anybody and also it's exhausting to be on all the time like not only just mentally to always be thinking about having everything put together but for me like I don't like to wear makeup every day I don't like to do my hair every day it's like not good for your skin it's not good for your hair to be like heat styled and frankly I have not figured out a way I mean I can look okay without all of that but it's not the same level and when I'm traveling I just I think about it differently I I, I think that I'm just generally more put together because I'm like well I'm on vacation anything could happen I don't want to I don't want to feel gross on vacation. I want to, you know, take pictures and meet people and just be cute. So in defense of flying out, there is that element to it. And I do think that that does open you up to potential new romances and all of that. But even though as women, we might look cuter or more put together on vacation, I think there's a level of intimacy that comes with flying out to see someone, aka staying with them, that really can't be forced and feels really awkward when it is forced. Like, everything from hooking up with somebody for the first time when you're already sleeping under their roof, so you're already going to obviously have to sleep with them in the same bed, whether or not you would have done that 
if you were in your own city or, or on your own turf to the fact that there's an assumption that that might keep happening for as long as you're actually there. Like, do you trust this person enough to not use a condom? Like, do you trust this person at all? Where are the boundaries when you're kind of playing house with somebody for a limited amount of time? It's hard to say, and obviously every situation is different, but I think ultimately most people are not cut out for being flewed out or for flying people out. I think most men can't handle so many things that come with it. To start, I think most men become too territorial when they fly a woman out. They expect too much. They put too much pressure on the situation and the woman. And also they take that woman's presence for granted and just are fucking weirdos at dinner that don't talk or don't put the same level of effort in because there's this assumption that, well, you have to go back with them at the end of the night regardless. So I don't think most men are cut out to handle it. Plus, even wealthy men, if the flyout doesn't go according to plan and everything doesn't go their way, I think there's still a bitterness and a sense of resentment that comes with the money that they spent on flying the person out. Even if the woman paid for a large amount of her own shit, I really do believe that there is still some resentment of whatever financial investment was made to bring that person out. I feel like men actually harbor like more resentment than women when it comes to these things. It just, at least the men that I know, it seems like that. And maybe they're just kidding when they say, I want my money back. And they just want to erase the whole situation from their memory. And maybe wanting their money back and being resentful comes more from a place of bruised ego. Because if the person, if the woman that was being flown out even if she didn't necessarily outright reject them, if they feel like there was any rejection involved, if they feel like she didn't just, you know, fall back and do everything exactly like they wanted to, then I don't know, dudes' egos are pretty fragile. Their ego is probably going to be hurt and they're going to take it out by just resenting the situation and resenting the investment that they put in. So I think really most dudes are not cut out for it, to be completely honest with you. And I also think that most women are not necessarily not cut out for it, but the type of girls that usually say yes to being flown out and being on someone else's time, I can only speak from my personal experience, but I was never in the situation that I should have been. I was always a little bit desperate to either leave my city, to go on a trip, to be seen as the type of girl that was being flown out to experience something new that I couldn't otherwise afford. I never had the means to do it on my own. And with that, I never had the means to leave when shit went left on my own. And I think when you are flying out to see somebody, it's kind of like the rule where I think you should have a couple months rent saved up in your savings just in case some shit hits the fan. If you're going to see somebody, you should have enough money to leave on your own accord in case some shit hits the fan. And if you don't have that, or even if you have it, but you're too scared to spend it because you don't know where your money's coming from next time, or it's just not a situation that you would be able to afford on your own, probably you shouldn't go. 
And I know that nobody will listen to that because a free trip is a free trip. And I know it's very appealing, especially when you don't have a lot of money. But you probably, it's probably a good idea to maybe not go just in case you want to leave and you can't. 